I am Meg McKean, and this is Bound and Determined. I hold the space to share the stories of women working in and for the insurance industry. It's here that we learn, we grow, we connect, and we celebrate. Because though we are women in insurance, we are so much more. I am so glad that you're here. I don't know if this episode calls for a trigger warning, but heads up, we're going to talk about menopause. We're going to talk about the female anatomy and we're going to talk about CBD and THC. And if any of these things don't land with you, well, then we'll see you next time. Carrie Mapes and Patty Pappas are the co-founders of Hello Again. At the heart of their company and their mission is their friendship. And today... They feel like my girlfriends as we talk through the change that so many women navigate, menopause. Whether you're in it, you're on your way, or you're over it, there's so much to learn from these two. Off we go. Carrie, Patty, it is with a total selfish agenda that I invited you on the podcast today. It is not a secret to listeners. I'm in my early 40s. I love a good conversation about the stuff that matters. And what I'm thinking about right now as I enter this next chapter of my life is my body and my health and my wellness and how all of those things can work together so that I can live the best chapter uh, that's coming up here. And so when I saw your names hit my sight line, hit my purview, I thought, oh yes, these are the women that I need to have on this episode to talk about menopause. And I'm a sponge at this point. This isn't a topic that I'm yet navigating, but I know it's coming and I know it's coming for a lot of the women that are listening. So just want to thank you in advance for being here and for sharing your stories and more about what you're doing uh, to help us navigate that chapter of our lives. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having us us. and congratulations for thinking ahead about your, your wellness and your body and menopause and what's coming because I certainly didn't. And I think it's, it's going to prove very valuable for you. Yeah. And thank you for that. And I, I won't lie. It's, I'm feeling a little un, I don't know what the questions are, right? I don't know what to be asking and what to be thinking about. And so I appreciate, yeah, simply acknowledging that we're being a little bit more proactive. We're being a lot more transparent, I think now than we ever have been. Um, Menopause is not new. Uh, Most women, right, will, will experience menopause at some point in their lives. And so I, as I often do on this podcast, appreciate a good open dialogue about what we can expect. And Not just what we can expect, but for the listeners who might be uh, supporting or loving or working alongside a woman who's in menopause or experiencing menopause, uh, what we can do to better support uh, women along the way. I have a uh, distinct advantage. I know this. I've learned this over the years. Uh, My mother is an excellent note taker and an excellent list maker, and she journaled about her menopause experience. And someday I know that that journal is going to come in handy for me, but so many women don't have that advantage. If we can kick off, I'd just like to check in with both of you. And it's kind of awkward to say like, where are you on your menopause journey? Um, But tell me about menopause for you. And I'm going to ask you both to chime in individually, because I think it's really important that we hear and take advantage of multiple perspectives because it's going to be different for every single one of us. Right. 
Okay, well, it's not awkward at all. I'm happy to talk about our my menopause journey and and congratulate you on having that journal from your mom. And I would recommend that you start looking at it sooner than later because, and I know what happened to me is the symptoms start creeping in one by one and you really don't know what's happening. You just start to feel, for my personal story, I couldn't sleep. I could not get a good night's sleep. I would wake up in the middle of the night. I would start having anxiety. I couldn't get back to sleep. And that led to a whole host of other problems, but sleep and then hot flashes were another problem. I would, I would just burst into sweat, you know, a sweaty mess for about five minutes, maybe four or five times a day. But, you know, they kind of came one by one and I didn't really realize it was all adding up to menopause because I was in my early forties. I think I was about 42 when it started. And I just kept thinking it couldn't possibly be menopause yet. I'm too young. It's not happening. And then surprisingly, when I went to my doctor, my doctor said, nope, not in menopause. Nope, not in menopause. Well, I said, okay, good. I'm not in menopause. What I didn't realize was actual menopause is a year from the date of your last period. So when you stop having your period for a year, that year mark is when you're, you know, now you're in menopause. Well, it's all the years prior to that, where your period is kind of becoming more erratic and you're having all those hormonal changes is when all the worst symptoms are happening. So I didn't, I didn't know that perimenopause is actually the time that you need to really be proactive and start taking care of yourself in a different way than you have been, because you can, you know, you can really start feeling like you're losing yourself. And that's what happened to me. And then um, I'll let Carrie tell her story. Yeah, so I I echo everything that Patty mm-hmm. says about educating yourself because there are a lot of reasons that life provides you for not being able to sleep. And so it's right. easy to say, I have too much on my mind. I, I need to get up and get some stuff done or, you know, or for feeling anxious, certainly these days, there are enough, there are enough reasons in the outside world for your anxiety and your sleeplessness. For me, I had... Um, a lot of brain fog and memory problems. I did not draw a line between that and any kind of hormonal changes that were happening for me. I thought I was losing my brain and I thought, you know, that there were worse things heading my way mentally, cognitively. So I drove myself to a memory institute and had myself tested. And it was there that they said, oh no, 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 no. There's a hormonal, this is hormonal. You need to talk to your OBGYN. So um, that's how I even found out that really brain cognition and memory problems were a part of menopause because that was the problem that actually took me to my knees and made me go seek some help. Prior to that, yes, I was breaking out into hot flashes and yes, my joints were a little bit achier and yes, I was a little bit moodier, but I never really, I think most women don't, I didn't take care of myself. And if my kids were having ongoing symptoms, I would have been taking notes and calling doctors and figuring it out. But when it's yourself, we're all just kind of conditioned to um, buck up a little bit and carry on, which is exactly what I was doing until my cognition really scared me. So, um, and it would have been so great if at age 35, some medical attendant that I have (laughs) would have said, Hey, listen, this is what might be coming your way. If you start having problems with sleep, if you start feeling crankier than usual, you know, if you're sweaty, if you're having trouble with your memory, if you're having trouble with um, your skin, dry skin, uh, vaginal dryness, all kinds of frequent pain. If you're having any of these, please let me know because there definitely could be a hormonal um, link and it could be a part of perimenopause. Mm, I am. You can't see this. Listeners can't see this. I'm frantically taking notes over here. <laughs> and I, I 
just appreciate that you just gave us a really comprehensive list to work from, but also your personal experience and how, I don't want to say extreme, but that you would go to have memory work done. I mean, without sort of recognizing that that could be part of menopause and just highlighting how important it is that we speak more openly and candidly about what's going on in our bodies. And mm, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for this um, so much. I want to, I want to dive into how did the two of you come to this realization that you had this experience in common and then that there was a business opportunity here? Because I think, you know, just to prep for this, um, this session, frankly, I reached out to some of my closest women in my network and was like, what are your thoughts on menopause? What are you thinking about right now? What questions do you have? And it opened up this really beautiful dialogue and got me thinking like, why aren't we just talking about this? Or maybe we are, uh, but we're doing it behind closed doors. And what if a woman doesn't have that support network and doesn't have that safe space where she can go? Well, you would think that Patty and I, as long friends, we've been friends for 20 years, had discussed our menopause and banded together (laughs) and looked for a solution that seems very logical but it actually happened in the opposite way so we we um had never spoken about our menopause symptoms before but we went into a dispensary together just for fun we neither of us had a relationship with cannabis but we thought you know it was something that was happening in california and we wanted to check it out and once we got in there we were informed by the the staff at this beautiful dispensary that Uh, There were certain things in there that could help with anxiety and there was different things in there that could help you get a good night's sleep. And there was certain things in there for inflammation. And there, you know, there was a bunch of symptoms and, and both of our, you know, light bulbs went on saying, wow, I have a lot of those symptoms. And that's how the two of us started talking about our menopause symptoms and where we were in, in that process and how maybe cannabis was going to be something that we could turn to as a solution for some of those symptoms that are natural because Chardonnay wasn't working, you know, Ambien's not working. All the things that typically women can turn to are so um, bad for you and cause, you know, other problems on top of it. And here was a natural solution. So that was the big beginning, the very beginning of when we started thinking about cannabis as a wellness solution. And then just to go further down, we couldn't really find the product that we were interested in using. We didn't want to smoke. We didn't want to vape. We wanted something that was consistent. We wanted, um, you know, something that didn't make us high because if you're going to take it every day or every night or throughout your life, you still have to drive your kids or yourself places and show up for meetings or, you know, whatever, whatever life brings you. So we did not want to get high. So once we established it wasn't out there, that's when we realized that we were going to have to make it ourselves. Oh, I love that. And I feel compelled as an insurance professional uh, to add some sort of a disclaimer, right? I've not used your products directly, although I am a believer uh, in CBD and the benefits that CBD has and appreciate that everyone needs to make the choice that's right for them, right? Using the resources that they have available to them. But uh, I love it. I love that two girlfriends went with a sense of curiosity and exploration and realize that there's a, a pretty big gap and a pretty big opportunity to solve that. I think that that's fascinating in the insurance industry. We really had to get comfortable quickly with cannabis as an industry and as a language and really do some intense learning about what exactly that means. Um, I'd love to know from your perspective, how you jumped into that industry where, did you have prior knowledge? Did you have some sort of direct line? How have you sort of navigated that very new and and still yet to be determined yeah. industry? 
So we were, no, we had, not only did we really not have a relationship with cannabis as users, we also were not businesswomen. We, that, that was not our background. We had each been home with our, raising our kids for the last 20 years. And prior to that, um, we worked in different industries. So this was, <laughs> there was a huge learning curve for us to climb up, but you know, doing things at this phase of life is very different. Patty and I often think, gosh, if we stumbled into a dispensary and, you know, kind of had the same experience, but we were in our early thirties, I'm not sure that we would be where we are, you know, would have taken it where we've taken it today, because we probably would have cared if what people thought about us being in a dispensary. And we may have cared about, you know, the first person who said, I don't know if you can pull that off or, you know, we could have been, or sit in a sit in a room with 12 men and talk about vaginal dryness. Right, <laughs> right, I mean? exactly. Yeah, yeah. So and then also, we just weren't afraid to ask questions. And we also, I think for the first time in my life, at least I was more um, willing to just put it out there what I was thinking and what we were trying to do. And that led to people who knew people who had something to do with the cannabis industry. So we'd go talk to them. And we learned that way that we learned a lot through mm -hmm. the generosity of different people in the industry agreeing to sit down with us and share their knowledge. Um, we Googled constantly and we eventually found professional formulators who were really key to formulate, helping us formulate our product, taking what we thought we wanted it to be and making that happen. Um, and also educating us about how the industry works, you know, how manufacturing works and, you know, all the, the packaging requirements and all that kind of thing. So we, you know, we definitely were fortunate in finding um, the right partners along the way to help us. And I would say that the industry has been really, I, I find that the industry to be very generous in sharing knowledge and sharing resources. Yeah. Maybe it's because we look like their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we are pretty unique in the space. So I think people are, um, you know, happy to sort of help, help us in any way they can, which has been fantastic and great for us at this stage in life to have this whole community now of business and, you know, becoming personal contacts that we never would have had has been really rewarding. I think the best part of this for Carrie and I. Ah, oh, that's beautiful. And thanks for sharing a little bit more about kind of the nuts and bolts of how you got started. And, and I think that's typical for most of us who are dipping our toe in waters that we've never before swam in and the learning and collecting of relationships. But rewinding a little bit, you made just sort of a beautiful reflection on the stage of life that you're in and how you value what other people think. And that's something that we've talked about on the podcast before. And frankly, something I'm working on big time right now is what is this voice I have and what is its purpose and mission and, and how far do you push that proverbial envelope? It wasn't on our set things to talk about, but can we dive a little bit more into some of that with age comes wisdom, right? I, I, I don't really have a question, but it's more of a like, yeah, there's something there and I want to hear more. I think one thing that, you know, when we started down this road that became really apparent to us, there is such a negative connotation with the word menopause. And I think, you know, you turn 40 like yourself and you start, nope, it's not me. It couldn't be me. And these symptoms are happening and it is your body changing. And so um, what's also been rewarding for Carrie and I is to just sort of battle that resistance. Like this is a great time in your life. This is not the end, which is what I think a lot of times menopause is put out there as, you know, then you're old and it's over. And, you know, we started a business at this age, which has been so exciting and fun and new and rewarding. And, um, you know, people are often newly dating or, you know, taking care of their elderly parents, or they have young children still, it's pretty vibrant. 
Um, there's a lot of life left. So I think the one of the most exciting things too for us has just been to try to help redefine this stage in life. And and definitely, you know, you said something about wisdom. You, you definitely life experience really, really matters and is helpful. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's so many times, Patty, when you and I come across, you know, a certain problem and we can fall back on, you know, that personality type is very familiar to us. That, oh, I know this personality type. We should handle it this way. <laughs> you know, there's just, there's just no, there's no substitute for life experience for sure. Wisdom and experience and all of those things definitely affect how you interact with your day, but also your brain is different when you go through menopause, like the hormonal changes that happen in your body also affect the way you think. And, you know, I am simplifying it, but somehow your body knows that you're no longer childbearing and therefore child rearing, and you end up being able to spend a lot more time thinking about what you think and feel and making choices based on what's best for you versus the tribe that you've been caring for. Hmm. I don't remember what you said exactly, but somehow your body knows or somehow your brain knows. I just think that's beautiful. And you're totally right. And as someone who spends a lot of time inside my head, uh, mm -hmm. trying to predict and mastermind and create perfection, it's such a, a really healthy reminder that our brains are keeping up with us in these different phases and stages of our life and, and meeting us where we are. Well, we have a motto here. Done is better than perfect. Oh, you're speaking my language. Yes, yes, yes. Perfection. What does that even mean? Right. It we chase it a lot when we're younger. And then when you're older, you realize like perfection is boring. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to sit next to the perfect person <laughs> at a dinner party? No. <laughs> Give me the mess. Yeah. We talk about it a lot on the podcast, the clumsy, awkward moments, which is where the good stuff happens. So yeah. I feel like we should be in the same room with a cup of coffee. I know. I know. Why is that not? Ugh. Technology is a wonderful thing, but it also, we miss, we miss these moments, right? So you are, you are meeting women in the season of life. And I love that you have a focus on education. You have a beautifully written blog. Um, we'll link to your website in the show notes and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit more about what it is that you've actually developed and how it is helpful to the women that are using it. Okay. So when we were back in that dispensary and we were starting to gather sort of different products to try and see how we could use cannabis for our wellness. And as I mentioned, we didn't really find anything that we wanted to use or nor was, you know, marketed to us as surprise, surprise, women over 50 were not a big target market in dispensaries at that time. So uh, we were working with a formulator and the idea was presented to us to be a vaginal suppository. And it really sort of hit all the notes and the like, you know, it, it was just, that was the moment the product was born because one, it could address vaginal dryness, which is a big symptom for a lot of women. And then, um, you know, Carrie and I just love taking that space back. That's been almost a super highway for everybody else your whole life. And you get to take it back and use it as a source of your own wellness. Um, and we can use THC and CBD in a way that does not get you high. So we do get to use more of the benefits of THC than other products without getting you high. And we get to combine all the ingredients into one magic suppository <laughs> that is easy to insert and makes you feel better. And we're really proud of our formulation and our product. We, we love it. Yeah, it really, I mean, for all the reasons we were talking about earlier, we're so grateful to the product because we have this whole new life that we're living, but mostly we're grateful to the product because we feel good. I mean, we're customer entrepreneurs. Patty uses the product every day and every night. I'm able to use it 
about every third day and about every third night, it kind of balances my systems. And then I can kind of ride that out for a couple of days. And then I feel wobbly and I use it again. When, you know, you know, we have to feel passionate about a product that we wanted to bring to market at this stage in our life. When one, it's marketed to women <laughs> in, their, in, you know, in around four, 45 to 55, two, it's a vaginal suppository and three, it's cannabis. So it's like kind of got three, three subjects that need a lot of education around it, but it's what works. It's what works. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love it. And I have so many like silly little asides, but I'm laughing, thinking we joke in insurance about the best way to clear the room at a dinner party is to tell them you work in insurance. I can only imagine when you say CBD vaginal suppository, like what the reaction is. Like you either get the people that are like, oh my gosh, where have you been all my life? And then there's the people that are like, oh goodness, I'm trying to escape. I totally feel you for putting yourself out there in uh, different and sometimes, sometimes uncomfortable ways. I'm also laughing, thinking about there was an advertising campaign years ago now, but it was for the, a company called the hair club for men. Oh, right. yeah. Do you remember this? So the owner of the company would come on the commercials and he would say, not only am I the president, but I'm also a client. And there would be this, you know, before and after of his transformation um, with hair plugs or whatever he was selling. But um, anyway, I do think that that means a lot that you are customers as well. And I think when we find ourselves in business, in a business that allows us to be consumers of what it is we sell, I think it gives us such a competitive advantage. It, having that sort of inside view of what it feels like physically to use the product, but also to navigate the system. I, I just think it's a real benefit. Some of the listeners know this. I made a decision 10 years ago to start eating vegan very much on a whim, but through that decision and that exploration, and, and I don't live a vegan lifestyle, though I do have a much greater awareness of where the food that I eat and the products that I buy come from everything in your ingredient list are like things I would want burning in a candle and things I would want on a body lotion and just very familiar, comfortable references for me. And I love that, especially as I think about the season of my life and how, how just more aware I am of what I put, I mean, literally inside my body, but the products I consume and also the businesses that I support. So I, I just want to compliment all the, clearly the research and the homework that you've done in order to get to this point. It's really cool to witness. So I mentioned that I had pulled a group of women before our conversation. And I said, what do you, what do you want to know? What do you want to hear about? And one of the women asked a very thoughtful question. And, and she said, can you ask uh, what you, you wish you would have known as you navigated your own journey through menopause? What are the things that you wish you would have known? Sure. I mean, I, I think I just wish I would have known what the symptoms were and that they could be starting much earlier than I thought they were going to start, you know, because you, you can help yourself earlier. Yeah, for sure. There's, we have this inside our box, we have this little pamphlet and on in the pamphlet, we have this graph and there may be four lines on the graph and they each represent kind of different hormones and they look like a heartbeat for most of your adult life when you're, you know, from when you start your period until you go through perimenopause. And then there's the next graph shows the same four lines. It looks like somebody threw spaghetti against the wall. <laughs> it's just, and that's what, that's the perimenopause. And for me, when I saw that, that was such a great visual representation mm -hmm. because I think it's just so easy to underestimate how much the hormones fluctuate and how use your body was to a certain rhythm of hormones. And when it just goes haywire, you know, 
yes, it has, it affects all of your systems. It's not just being cranky and having hot flashes and, you know, it's your sleep system and your cognition and your moods and your pain system. Well, and not unlike um, adolescence, which we know when it's the onset and when it's coming, you know, our story is as it's tapering, tapering down, but on the onset, we understand it affects your skin. It affects your voice. It affects your mood and your sleep and your growth and everything. And we, we, we are open to that and we accept that and we see that. So we just would hope that, you know, the same light is shining on the, the other end of the spectrum, you yeah. know, the other end of time when it's tapering down and the same, same imbalances and the same chaotic sort of hormonal patterns are happening. Just last, last longer mm-hmm. on the back end. <laughs> last longer. Yeah. You have a lot more responsibilities. At the yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, isn't that the truth? I mean, I'm laughing thinking, I don't know that I could tell you like exactly when, but in the last couple of years, and I mean, I don't think we can discount the trauma that we've all experienced because of the pandemic very individually, but what that's done for our, our bodies and our minds along the way. But just looking at my body, the hour of yoga several times a week, isn't enough to keep myself at a comfortable weight. And I'm realizing, huh, that's something's going on. Uh, fine lines and wrinkles need to drink more water, maybe need to change my, my skincare regime. Um, the little brown spots on the back of my hands that are awful, like what my mom's got and my grandma had. And like, there are things happening to my body or for my body right now that are undeniable signs that uh, I'm moving on to the next phase of my life. So yeah, I, I love that you've highlighted again, getting ahead of the curve as much as we can. And it starts with education and curiosity and, and having conversations like this one every once in a while, I'm sure they're out there. I do have listeners of the podcast that identify as male and we love them. Um, Thank you for being here. I think about a lot of the environments that I've worked in, in my corporate life. And I know our backgrounds are a little bit different, but um, having kind of grown up in those sort of office environments and constantly battling over it's too cold, it's too hot. Who Who are we adjusting the temperature for? Insurance is still today, very male dominated. It's something that, you know, every day I think we're, we're making strides to change, but I'm seeing more and more leaders coming into focus who have a true desire to engage with their teams and meet them where they are. And a lot of those are going to be women who are experiencing menopause. And I'd love to know from your perspective, what is a little, little nugget of wisdom that you might share with one of those men in leadership who might be managing a woman or living with a woman or uh, navigating a relationship in some way with a woman who might be on her menopause journey? What what does supporting her look like from his perspective? Well, I think understanding is key. And we have, Patty has three adult daughters. I have an adult daughter and, and an adult son. And I, you know, he's learned a lot about menopause. And I remember when we, we sat down and I explained the whole thing and how you feel and the anxiety and the sweatiness and the sleeplessness and the brain fog and all of that. And he said, he looked at me, he's like, oh, it's like a 10 year hangover. (laughs) (laughs) More or less. Yes, it is. (laughs) So I think that's a great way to, for men to understand what we're talking about, what it kind of feels like. Of course, it's not a constant 10 year hangover. It it ebbs and flows, but, um, well, by the way, I'm not a doctor, but I am sure that men also go through hormonal changes as they start to age too. And we talk about women, but, um, you know, they might, yeah, I think they're aging as well. 
No, I think you're absolutely right. And, and I think it, I, again, yeah, not a doctor, um, just purely speculating, but because we have this sort of significant event, the, the end of fertility, if you will, which is a topic we've also covered on the podcast, which is not a, not a sure thing for any of us. I think that that's sort of the piece that's missing for men is that it's not this sort of radical end of a life stage. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. Seventies or eighties image of this buying a sports car, getting divorced. Like that's yeah. what they're, and we're like sweaty messes left at home. Yeah. Strange so no, we're not accepting that anymore. Oh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. I'm trying to really embrace all these different seasons of life and let them be messy and let them be uncomfortable. And I made the decision a couple years ago to stop coloring my hair, which is not a, a judgment against women who do. It was a choice for me that I've been um, really happy with, but happy mostly because of the learning that it's given me is this, what does it mean at the time I was 41 to be silver haired? And what does that say about age? And what does that say about how the world sees me? And it's been a really, a really eye-opening experience. And I'm trying to use that same uh, sense of curiosity as I embrace this next chapter of my life. I appreciate that you are here and that you've been so candid and open with your own stories. For the listeners, the name of your company is Hello Again, and we'll link to your website, but tell me how I can get my grubby little paws on some of your products. What does that look like? Well, first you're going to have to come to California and then you go on our website and we have, you know, you can find us, uh, we have a store locator or, or just delivery locator on our website. You can follow us on Instagram. And then also if you sign up for our newsletter through our website, it has uh, loads of interesting and good information about menopause, about cannabis, about, you know, everything at this phase of life. That's perfect. And those who've been listening know I'm traveling and uh, California is on my agenda. So I will be hitting up one of those shops to see what this is all about for myself. So thank you so much for that. Before we go, any parting thoughts, anything that we didn't talk about that you, you want to make sure we do? Well, I would just say, you know, we are, we are the first generation of women at 50 that have 50 good years left to live. So by no means is this the end or the time to start slowing down. This is a great time in life and we have a lot of time ahead of us. So you want to feel your best. Ah, 50 down 50 to go. What a beautiful thought. Carrie Patty, thank you so much for being here and I will uh, catch up with you along the way. Yeah. Let us know when you're in California. You've been listening to Bound and Determined, a podcast produced and hosted by me, Meg McKean. I help insurance professionals to create a different experience with their work through private and small group coaching and the workshops and public speaking that I do. You can learn more about that work and this podcast when you head to adjunctadvisors.com forward slash bound. Thanks for listening.